Bill Belichick isn't done building the Patriots roster this season. However, all the media in the fan base seem to care about is the quarterback position. We've heard all about Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, Kellen Mond, and so on and so on. But what about all the other positional needs the Patriots still have? Why aren't we hearing more about Kyle Pitts or Mika Parsons? The NFL draft is just over two weeks away, and we know that Belichick isn't going to draft a quarterback in every round. So maybe it's time we start talking about some of the other players that could be future Patriots. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Ray. I'm with my boy, Connor. We're with our girl, Sarah. You may also know us as Shades, the Boston Boomer, and Meg Homer. Welcome to the Dear Pats Nation podcast. Thank you to everybody who's tuning in live, watching the replay, or listening on the podcast. Guys, we are trying to build a community of football and Patriot fans, and this shouldn't have to be said, but we couldn't do this without all of you, and we appreciate everybody who watches and engages with us. If you're watching live, we hope that you'll get involved in the live chat. If you couldn't make it live, we hope you'll drop a comment, let us know what you're thinking, and look, if you end up liking the show, make sure you hit that like button, help us with the analytics, and you know, if you want to see everything that comes out of Dear Pats Nation, don't forget to subscribe. If you want to connect with us on social media, all the links to our social media pages can be found in the description, no matter where or how you're watching. Connor, Sarah, how are you? Pretty good. Hanging in, dealing with some Twitter trolls, but I'm loving it. So That's that's, that's part of life, right? Well, I set off like all of New York yesterday, so they're still coming for me today. Connor took up trolling yesterday for the first time, but he did it through me. It was strange. Oh, hmm. I don't, I don't remember, but I'm happy that I did the trolling. <laughs> we told we on the Patreon we told off the guy from San Francisco. Oh who yeah, didn't, he who said didn't something. want Julian Edelman. He, he, he said something to me. I think oh. he said I, I think he said I made a huge mistake, and I told him story of my life, and then he never responded. <laughs> and, and then we trolled the FBI. We trolled the CIA. Oh my! Oh, that's that's just like a, a that's every thing. day for Connor. It's yeah, like it's... one step below the Massachusetts state lottery. Like, I, I was... <laughs> yes, Lara nailed it on the head there. <laughs> I was just getting a little bit upset though because like there's there's a way that this whole dynamic works, and when you think about just like the partnership of just Connor and I, like Connor's like the nice one, a little bit <laughs> dumb, you know, comes up, he's the funny one, and I'm like the prick. Right, and He's then coming for your brand, He's and then he turned over. into the prick last night. Like <laughs> I'm the arrogant asshole that wears sunglasses during the podcast live. You know what I mean? Like I'm mm. the one who's got to be a prick on Twitter. I never remember Patreon. I'm sorry to all the Patreons. I always forget what we talk about on there, but I I, I do remember now vaguely that I I yelled at somebody who was a 49ers fan on Twitter, and then they said something to me. Apparently, we were quite humorous last night, especially when I spent 15 minutes trying to explain to you who Dakota Fanning was. I'd never been so frustrated in my life talking to you. 
I mean, the name sounds familiar now, maybe because we talked about it last night, but I, I still <sighs> don't. I still familiar. Don't really it better sound familiar. We spent 15 minutes talking about it. Yeah. Um, I, I know that it's a, it's a woman <laughs> who was in a lot of movies. She was on it, wasn't she? She was in an episode of SVU, too, if you watch SVU. Uh, as, a, as a young lady she was she was in twilight not twilight but yeah we scary. went we went through all the movies last night connor, this is connor. why i am sad i feel like i need to be a patron so i don't miss out on this because they're like some good things that you guys talk about and i'm like i wish i had just been there just to watch not even you, participate just you wouldn't watch. even want to watch this last night when i saw Rob the twilight connor's like that's the vampires right and i'm like yeah i'd never yeah, saw it the vampire vampire movies <laughs> oh my goodness and books or whatever right it's like harry yes. potter jr okay guys no. so let's we're we're, anyways moving on (laughs) look we're here to talk patriots right we're here to talk patriots and uh maybe i have the two worst people to be on here for this subject tonight but i'm really getting tired of talking about quarterbacks i don't know about you so i don't want to talk about mac jones i don't want to talk about justin fields i don't want to talk about trey lance kellen mon kyle trask cam newton jared stidham tom brady Johnny Unitas, no quarterback talk for at least 15 minutes. Dolagala. I was just going to say that. <laughs> well, no, Jimmy Dolagala, we can talk about any time because he's a okay. legend. He's a freaking okay. legend. Mm-hmm. So, and, any, Nick Folk. and Nick Folk. No, Nick Folk's a bona fide Hall of Famer. First ballot. Yeah. He's going to get in him. He's, he's going to get him before Brady, like obviously, right? <laughs> he's going to be the exception that doesn't have to wait five years. It's just like right when he retires, automatic. So, Somebody who I really like is Mika Parsons. That's like my pick. If the Patriots aren't going to trade up to get a quarterback, I would like them to get Mika Parsons. Now, I'm going to read you his draft profile very quickly. Not for the audience, because they all know who Mika Parsons is. (laughs) I'm going to read it for you two who you know the name Mika Parsons because I've said the name Mika Parsons. But, Connor, do you really know who Mika Parsons is? No, I saw him run very fast on Twitter, though. He looked like a physical specimen. He ran on Twitter? Well, well, he it, ran it was just in, pro in a video day. on Twitter. I know. I'm just, I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm sorry. I've I've seen the pro days on Twitter. That's about the extent of my knowledge on most of these people. Well, the the pro day, the the pro day live was on Supercam. It was streamed live on the Supercam app. Oh, okay. I'm not so, I'm not a part of Supercam yet. No, Connor's the inventor. He's <laughs> he's getting it going. I gotta yeah. come out with that app. Maybe that'll be my uh, my ticket to retirement. <laughs> Anyways, Mika is a Big Ten guy, comes out of Penn State, is a linebacker. I I like Mika Parsons because I believe he can replace Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, those kind of guys when they do move on. We do have Matthew Judon for a couple years, but I don't know how much longer we're going to have Hightower. I think Van Noy's here on, what, a one-year deal? So we got to see what they do. Here's what they say about Mika Parsons. Mika Parsons projects as a dynamic impact player at the NFL level. Parsons, who elected to opt out of the 2020 college football season, has two seasons of high-impact play on his film resume, and his impact was only further affirmed as the Penn State defensive defense fell apart without him on the field the 2020 season. Parsons, who was a prize recruit as a pass rusher coming out of high school, is still ironing out some of his finer points of play processing on the second level, but his freakish combination of size and explosiveness allows him to explode and drive into, drive into gaps when he sees the play develop as a result. Sorry. It's my cat. <laughs> I thought that was it for Sarah. I just thought <laughs> she was like, the hell with it. No Mika Parsons. I'm done. Um <laughs> 
Parsons is an impact player on third downs, which significantly boosts his value to pro teams and masks some of his inexperiences and transitions as a stack linebacker. He's a dynamic blitzer and has the versatility versatility to rush against offensive linemen and claim victories to get home to the quarterback. Parsons has illustrated an incredible level of pure instinct for the game thus far and his ability to navigate the line of scrimmage and rip at the football to create turnovers is best accentuated in an aggressive front seven that will task him with playing forward early in downs and not ask him to make flat-footed reads before scraping and flowing for the ball. He's a long-term starting Mike quarterback, which I love. He can be the Mike. Scheme fit is multiple front, blitz-heavy attack defense. Here's what I love. Here's what I love about Mika Parsons if he does fall to number 15. He has zero pressure on him this year to come out and be like the guy on the defense because the boogeymen are basically back without Jamie Collins, and they replaced Jamie Collins with Matthew Judon. You got Hightower there. You got Jawan Bentley. You got Judon. You got Uche. You've got Winovich. They're ready to go out there and be explosive. So he can kind of play backwards and kind of sit behind them. And then when he leaves, I love thinking of a foursome of Jawan Bentley, Mika Parsons, Josh Uche, and Chase Winovich. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, absolutely. And Matt Judon would still be in there because he signed, what, a four-year contract? Was it four years? Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, that would set them up for having a fantastic linebacker crew for, you know, years to come. I think that'd be a great pick because, obviously, I saw a thing today. It showed a bunch of Patriots on the defense, like Devin McCourty, Dante Hightower, two of them. And it's like, it's probably going to be their last seasons, which I would presume is probably true. It doesn't seem far-fetched that both of them would retire at the end of this year. I think Mika Parsons would be a great fit for uh, replacing Dante Hightower next season. Well, and this would be, like you said, like the perfect year for him to just sit back, learn, soak it all in, figure out what it's like to be in the NFL and not have that pressure to be a starter immediately and perform up to the NFL standard right away. So I'm all for it. Like I said, like, of course, ideally, we've all been talking about them moving up or or, or just drafting a quarterback in the first round. I don't really care what they do. That's ideal for sure. But if they can get a guy like him based off of what you just said, it sounds like he would fit in perfectly. And that just solidifies um, the defense for years to come so that I'm fine with it. They need to go young. And uh, like Connor said, there are several players that are aging. And that's one of the biggest things that we've talked about on defense. They have a lot of defensive players that are aging and they're just going to be leaving. So we need to fix that too. And I'd rather them do that with a guy that they like than just draft a quarterback for the sake of drafting a quarterback. Now, I need to apologize. I really blew it for some reason. I got messed up because of the Edelman thing yesterday and had to call an audible, and I did not post the Pats Nation question on our YouTube community page or Instagram, but I did put it up on Twitter. We got 18 responses, so that should actually take us through most of the night. But before we start getting into that, is there any players you guys that are thinking, maybe outside of Mika Parsons, that you'd like to see the Patriots maybe pick up in the first round who isn't a quarterback? Mm, me not not so much obviously the two people that come to mind are uh waddle and pitts i don't mm-hmm. think pitts will be there regardless i don't know about waddle um outside of that i'd say mika parsons from there i i would say if they don't move up and get a quarterback i'm kind of hoping that they trade out and move back 
I was going to say, I don't know enough about players, unfortunately. I know just about the ones that we've just talked about a lot. Um, I do think it's interesting. I'm seeing a lot more people talk about it. I don't know if Ray started it. We can give him the credit if we want to. Um, but I've seen a lot of people talking about Pitts transitioning to a receiver. So I do really like that idea. Even if they bring him in as a tight end and use him in whatever way they want, I think that would be awesome. Um, but any of the guys that we've really talked about, for the most part, I'd be fine with. Or Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Not in the first round. Uh, I'm going to take full credit about the conversion of Kyle Pitts into a wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to say the blue check mark stole it from me. I'm going to say everybody because nobody, nobody was saying convert him to wide receiver. Connor and I did a draft profile on him in January or December. Yeah, he was one of our first ones. And as soon as we finished the profile, I looked at you and I said, I want the Patriots to take him. And I want him to convert him to receiver. He's going to be our DK Metcalf. Yeah, I remember we did a a deep dive on him too. Like we actually went in and really looked at him. Because I remember afterwards I was like, oh my goodness, the Patriots should really try and get this guy. We did like 45 minutes. Yes, yeah, we did. Just doing our, like we basically did a live research project on air for people to hear our our thoughts (laughs) on Kyle Pitts. And as soon as we were done, I said, he needs to be a wide receiver. That's usually I get 90% of my takes from other people, you know, like, and I just kind of regurgitate and give my opinion on it. That was my take. After I said it, suddenly, oh, the you know, scouts have him on a draft board as a receiver. I am smarter than most scouts now. I can <laughs> they, say it. I should, be on, I should be on an NFL team somewhere. They're watching this show right now. Raise just, a free agent for an NFL scout. Well, and just so the NFL knows, I am eligible for the draft this year, and I am, I am declaring myself eligible. So if you'd like to draft me, I'm only 35 years old, and I, I still got a couple of good years left in me. If nice. you want an undersized, out of shape, pack-a-day smoker at your left guard, I am available. <laughs> honestly I mean, if the patriots still had uh skarnecki i think you'd you'd be a fit he could probably coach you up and, and you'd be legit out there i so don't have the work ethic like <laughs> to be a new england patriot i have the work ethic in the sense of i'll work 16 hours a day like you know i think connor and i averaged it out be, you know between the podcast and our regular jobs we work about 16 hours a day i have a work ethic yeah. that way i don't have a work ethic to work out touche but maybe if like weights were cheaper i could do that and that's you true know, that's you know, true but before we can get into that, guys, I got to tell you that support for Deer Pats, it's its its time for everybody's favorite part of the night. <laughs> because Yay! support for Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. When was the last time you could see behind the bushes? Now, Sarah, I never address you in these ads, and I'm probably not going to start now. No offense. <laughs> that's fine. I just sit here and I just give my reactions and apparently that's entertaining to people. So I, I just feel like if you and I had this conversation it would become an uncomfortable conversation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kind of like I hear you, but I'm not like listening. If that but makes I, any sense. I feel like I'd be yeah, canceled on Twitter. I feel like I'd be, I feel like I'd be Twitter canceled. So Connor, I'm going to turn to you, buddy. <laughs> I'm ready. So listen, I have a fear of shaving my balls. You know that. And I think you do as well. Because you get these products that are made for your face. They're made for everything but your private areas. And you're going to deal with nicks, cuts, tugging, razor burn, everything a guy doesn't want to deal with. And that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months, 18 months, people, perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their 
third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to its advanced skin technology skin safe technology pioneered by manscape manscape obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience these also they also only use the best ingredients in their formulations and when you trim the bushes guys listen when you trim the bushes the tree stands taller. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And guys, listen, when I tell you that this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trim. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Guys, I show my mower off loud and proud because it is an intelligently designed stand with a convenient charging dock powered by USB. And if you're listening to me right now, listen carefully because you're about to be some of the first people to hear about this life-changing product. And I want you to experience it firsthand. Trim that junk of yours. And you know what? Let me help you out. Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code RayRoute at manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with only the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Guys, get 20% off in free shipping with the code RayRoute. That's R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. Connor, what is it? R-A-Y-R-A-U-T-H. At manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using the code RayRoute. Trim your junk with Manscaped. We also got a new partner with us tonight who uh, we're going to, you know, maybe I needed to get in shape and be ready for the draft, uh, but I can't afford weights and I can't afford a gym membership. Did you know that, Connor? Well, if you don't, we know the perfect uh, solution. I think we do. It's time for us all to get back into shape, but the gyms are closed again and commercial weights are too expensive. Guys, don't pump iron, pump concrete. Iron Triangle Concrete Weights are handmade and only a dollar a pound. Visit their Instagram page over at Iron Triangle Concrete Weights or email an order to irontriangle2021 at gmail.com and squash that COVID-15. Hey, tell them Dear Pats Nation sent you and you'll save yourself 10% off your order. Stop pumping iron and visit Iron Triangle Concrete Weights. I think it's genius. I think it's absolutely genius. Making weights out of concrete, making it cheap. And by making it cheap, like a buck, like I don't know what you guys pay in the States. We pay like, we pay because especially since COVID, we pay like $350 a pound here for weights. It's ridiculous. They've, I'm, um, I'm looking at Connor. Are <laughs> Connor, we talking you, like pounds of cheese or <laughs> pounds of weights, man? I no, mean, I, I don't, I, I'm not sure. I bought a barbell weight set in like November and I had been waiting for months and months because everything was sold out. Nothing was shipping. And I think I got, yeah, I got like a 300 pound uh, set and it was like 250. Wow. So not too bad, but. Yeah, no. I mean, that was like on the cheaper end too. I mean, a lot of them it was like six hundred dollars, a thousand. Like it's crazy if you wanted like a full set. I mean, these are high quality weights at a buck a pound. You're talking forty fives made of pure concrete, weighed to perfection. Check it out there. Nice. All right, guys. So before we get into really deep and deep, deep, and diving deeper into what Pat's nation wants and who they want to draft. I want to do a little rewind and look at some of the comments from last night's video where unfortunately we were talking about Patriots legend, Julian Edelman announcing his retirement. 
Uh, before we get into the comments from YouTube, though, Sarah, I'll give you the opportunity because you weren't on with us last night to maybe give your thoughts on the Edelman retirement news. Well, first, when we saw that he was released or terminated, and then I, I, I got nervous because I was like, OK, what's happening? And then, of course, I saw more of the 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 blue check mark saying this is a procedural move. He must be retiring. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, like my stomach was just in knots. Like, you know, we've talked about it on here of the possibility of him not being able to play or him retiring and whatnot. So then once it came out, it was like kind of a relief because I was hoping that he would retire a Patriot. Like I needed it so bad that he retired and didn't go somewhere else because so many people were talking about him going to the Bucks. And like, I get it. You want the, you know, reunion of him with Brady. I get it. But I needed one of them, as you said last night, the three pillars. I needed one of them to retire a Patriot. I could not handle, you know, um, another one leaving and retiring with another team or whatnot. So I actually did get teary. I cried a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I it just feels like, you know, Brady leaving that hit me hard, and then Gronk coming back and leaving that was just weird. And so this happening, yeah, it feels final. It feels like we're finally moving on. It's not just a mental state that we have to put ourselves in. It's like those guys are are gone now. Sorry, sorry, my cat. Um, and so For those of yeah. you on the podcast, like. <laughs> Sarah's cat is just like she wants to be harassing a star. her. Yeah, she wants to be a star tonight. Apparently, she'll so. probably have better insight than Connor. So I mean, maybe hard. she didn't try to kill me. My other cat tried to claw my eye out the other day. So I mean, mm -hmm. at least we have a good relationship. Um. Anyway, so yeah, no, I was bummed. I mean, I'm I I I like that he put the video out. I thought that was really nice instead of just like a written statement. Like no shade to anyone who's done that before, but I really do appreciate the video. Um. But yeah, like it sucks. Um, I'm I do look forward to see what he's going to do. You know, I mean, he's still young in life, so I'm excited. I mean, I'm glad that we had Damn, him. Like you young. said, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and like you said, that we should be happy that it happened and that we had him, and not be sad that he's gone. So I'm trying to take on that type of mentality. So, but I do have my shirt on too. I forgot to say, I have my cat shirt on tonight. So. Nice. catch not cat catch the catch yeah <laughs> the catch and the cat yeah so moises carter says julian edelman is going out like a true wide receiver and true champion he will be missed my patriots family and pats nation yes he yes will. sir i completely agree man mm -hmm. and i think that it's a good time to reflect on his career and appreciate it because sure. we have all this other conversation going on, but we need to just take in how blessed we were to have him. It was on a the decade Patriot. of greatness. Mm -hmm. by him. Benny business says favorite player of all time. Wouldn't have Super Bowl victories over the Seahawks Falcons and probably even the Rams without him. I do. I, I don't disagree at all. Mm -hmm. Yep. I'm with you. And, and, and that's important too, to mention like, I mean, people want to talk about his regular season stats. Like he's the most legitimate like receiver in the postseason. So, a hundred percent agree. C hole says <laughs> okay. Nice. Jules was one of my favorite Patriots ever, and he's always clutching the playoffs. I think that should get him into the Hall of Fame, but he might just be on the cuff. And we got a little bit into that more on the Patreon last night discussing whether or we think we talked about it on the podcast as well, but we were discussing whether or not playoff statistics should hold merit when you're talking about the Hall of Fame. Now, I don't know if you saw the tweet that came out from Pat McAvee today, 
and he no. was talking with uh, Tommy Curran. And no. basically, it's that's a great way to phrase it because that's what it is. The Museum of the NFL. It's not for stat compilation. It's for impact. The beauty of the game as illustrated by the players who shaped it. And when I think of the Hall of Fame, what I think of, and this isn't my analogy. I actually think it's our boy Lawrence Owens analogy, and he is in the chat tonight. Mm-hmm. It's when you look at the Hall of Fame and you look at the players that are in the Hall of Fame, or you're looking at players who may be eligible for the Hall of Fame, you have to say, when you look at the history of the NFL, can you tell the story of the NFL with during that era without talking about that player? So can you talk about the, I know you can't talk about the history of the New England Patriots mm-hmm. without talking about Julian Edelman. But can you talk about the history of the NFL without talking about Julian Edelman? I would say that you can talk about the regular season without talking about Julian Edelman when you're talking about the NFL. But when you start getting into the playoffs and you start talking about the double pass, Mm -hmm. the catch, Super Bowl MVP, and we're not talking one moment, we're talking multiple moments. We talked about it last night. Julian Edelman, game-winning touchdown catch against the Seattle Seahawks. The catch in Super Bowl 51. Super Bowl MVP. The double pass against Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Coming back from injury. Can you talk about the history of the NFL without talking about Julian Edelman? And that's what should base whether or not somebody is a Hall of Famer. Second all-time in playoff, I think, receiving yards, just behind Jerry Rice. Three Patriots legends. On that list of the top four, Patriots legend Reggie Wayne, and then a couple guys named Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, go yeah, ahead, Connor. Uh, I was going to say, I mean, when you, when you put it like that, it's an unequivocally unwavering no for me. I mean, obviously, Julian Edelman, you cannot talk about you know that that span where it was the dynasty 2.0 where the Patriots won three Super Bowls and they had all this massive success in the playoffs without talking about Julian Edelman multiple times there were so many different you know instances where he was just such a major part of these deep playoff runs the Super Bowl victories I mean you can't talk about the the times between 2014 and 2020 and the seasons where what team won the Super Bowl without talking about Julian Edelman so so absolutely Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way. I was going to watch the video. I just haven't gotten a chance to. But, I mean, that's an interesting way to think about it because that was one of the um, reasons why I had a lot of people coming for me on Twitter the last two days was because I was talking about – I compared him to Eli and people got mad about it. But I'm just talking about the reason for the Hall of Fame. I said a lot of people want Eli in the Hall of Fame and they talk about his playoff performances and that's why he belongs in the hall of fame but yesterday there was a lot of people saying that because of just his playoff performances edelman doesn't deserve to be in the hall of fame so when you think about it in that way it makes a lot more sense like that they could both make the hall of fame so i mean it's it's hard to ignore him completely i mean i don't i i i know a lot of people want to say it's just a patriot thing and you're a homer and that's why you just want him in the hall of fame but I mean, whether or not he makes it into the Hall of Fame is irrelevant. He's going to be beloved by the Patriots. He'll make the Patriots Hall of Fame. But you can't ignore what he did in the postseason for football in general, not just for the Patriots, just in the NFL in general. I have always believed that Eli Manning was a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. Let me lay that out for everybody. I'm not 
in the mood to get into the debate whether or not Eli Manning is a Hall of Famer. I've made the debate a hundred times. I don't think you can do what Eli Manning did in the playoffs and winning Super Bowls without being in the Hall of Fame. And that being said, Connor and I both agreed last night that if Eli Manning gets into the Hall, then Julian Edelman should get in the Hall. And I saw some of your arguments, not Mm -hmm. yours, but the people arguing against you. And I get it. A quarterback and a wide receiver are two completely different positions. Two completely different positions. But when I look at the big playoff performers which in our era is Eli, Julian, and Joe Flacco. Mm. To me, Eli and Edelman are on a completely different level than Joe Flacco, even though he's playoff Joe. Yeah, And because of that, I think both of them should be considered for the NFL. Maybe he's got to wait a bunch of years. Maybe he'll be an old man by the time he gets in. I don't know if there's a veterans committee, but I think that, they should be in. Yeah, and and that was I think what people a lot of people were misunderstanding about my tweet was I wasn't even comparing them positionally. I wasn't even putting my opinion in of whether or not they deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. It was just very interesting to me like I've seen so many Giants fans say, "Well, look at what Eli did in the postseason in the Super Bowl. He deserves to be in the Hall of Fame." And then that was a disqualifying factor to Edelman. So I was like that just doesn't really make any sense to me. But yeah, that got a lot of people hot in my mentions yesterday. So, <laughs> yeah, and just to clarify, because I'm seeing the chats, I don't think that Flacco's a Hall of Famer. I'm saying Eli and Jules are on a different level. Yeah. But if you look at Flacco's playoff statistics and records, he's playoff Joe for a reason. And he's still on a, like, Eli and Jules are on a completely different level than Joe Flacco. Joe right. Flacco's not a Hall of Famer to me. So, it's not just because you're a good performer in the playoffs. It's because you can't tell the story of the NFL playoffs without talking about Eli Manning and Julian Edelman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, it's, I I mean, I wasn't trying to get into the conversation either, like here either. I mean, especially like hours after Edelman, re- you know, puts out there that he's retiring. But I mean, that was everything on Twitter yesterday. It's like, we can't even just appreciate what the man did and the fact that he's able to leave healthy and as healthy as he can be. Um, you know, like we can't just appreciate him for what he did. We have to start having this argument and everyone's just up in arms. It's, it was just kind of silly. It was welcome to Twitter, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I just wrote like an essay on Twitter and how it's completely changed the landscape of, of not just watching sports, but consuming sports and talking about sports and the name of the article. I won't get into all the details, but I'll tell you the name of the essay. It's called Winning Sucks. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And the whole article is is predicated on research I've done and, and tweets I've collected and conversations I've been a part of to basically prove that people would rather engage negatively and are more engaging when their team loses or has something negative happen to them than when their victorious win or have good things happen to them. It's, it's really, really, it's a very strange dynamic, but I just want to wrap up with a couple more comments and then get into uh, looking at what Pat's nation is saying about who they want the Patriots to take this year. Who's a non quarterback. Mark Anders says, what a warrior. He will never be forgotten. No, he, he definitely won't be. Not by anybody who lived through this era, anybody who was a fan of the Dynasty 2.0. Julian Edelman's going to be remembered for anybody who is even a casual fan of the Patriots over the past 10 years. At it, Aditya 
Ingle, I'm sorry, I know I butchered that. I apologize. says, if Julian is a Hall of Famer, then Eli is a first-round Hall of Famer. I don't believe Eli is a first-round Hall of Famer, and Julian is not a Hall of Famer. We just had the discussion. Yeah. Connor, we'll should, should yeah. I call the FBI or like, uh, leave it? I, I mean, if you really want to, I can add them on Facebook, possibly send them a DM. I'm not sure if they accept my DMs anymore, but you we, add them we, on, can, we can look into it. You're adding them on Facebook as well? Uh, I, I haven't explored Facebook. I've been very aggressive on Twitter, but if, if we need to, I can try and message them on Facebook. I'm sure they have one. Connor wanted me to send a DM to the FBI last <laughs> night, just so everybody knows on our Patreon page. Wanted me to DM the FBI because somebody did a Photoshop of Julian Edelman in a Buccaneers jersey. I just think uh. that that person should be reported and that action should be taken. You know, we can't have these types of things <laughs> happening on the internet. I, and, you know, if we have to report them, we have to report them, you know. Have they investigated the mass lottery for you yet? They have not. The mass lottery hasn't come out and made any sort of statement about how they've refused to allow me to win anything even remotely close to a million dollars, despite being one of their most loyal followers and players. And the FBI has done nothing about it. So I don't know. Typical America. When I first started following Connor on Twitter, this is way before he was even a guest on my former show. At first, I thought he was crazy because he used to call out Matt. You used to call the mass lottery a lot. That was a yeah, regular. Yeah, I'd, I'd, we'd, go, we'd go at it pretty regularly. Yeah. Like every weekend, he's like, I see you, mass lottery, not wanting to pay people out. I'm watching <laughs> you. And, and he would at them and everything. Have they ever responded to you ever? No. And I just want to know because they actually are pretty active on social media. Like whoever it is that's hired to do that as a, as a job has to know who I am. Yeah, they got it. The crazy Connor commentary. Yeah, they have to think, like, who is this lunatic that adds us, like, once a week? (laughs) Can we make the big announcement that I've convinced you to go back to your regular name? Oh, yes. Yeah, we talked about that. I remember that. So we we think that I should do away with the commentary, right? Yeah, I think we talked about that off-air, though. Did we? I never remember if we're on-air or (laughs) off-air. That was an off-air conversation. (laughs) Connor is getting rid of the commentary and going to Connor Carney. Because I said if my name was Connor Carney, I I would hold that name like a badge. Anywhere I went. Now everyone knows my real name. Oh, it's out there. C-A-R-N-E-Y. So even on Twitter? I guess so. I'm you know how to, to do that? No. I definitely don't, okay. but you guys will help me. <laughs> I can help you. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you, everybody who watched last night's video. Thank you, everybody who commented. Obviously, we didn't get close to looking at all the comments. Uh, I did read through them. I saw that Connor did respond to a few of them as well. Just absolute uh, beautiful tributes to... Our man, Julian Edelman. Guys, we want to thank all of our Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. Guys, for only $5 a month, Connor and I record an exclusive webcast Sunday through Thursday. So if you like all the free content we offer here and you want to listen to me explain who Dakota Fanning is for 15 minutes to Connor, I suggest you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We don't have any tiers. We don't have We don't charge you for different levels of access. We have one tier that costs $5, and you'll get five webcasts a week, and you can participate in a Patreon-exclusive live stream every second Friday. You can hang in the chat, or you can be one of the many who join us on screen and talk to us and other Deer Patch Nation Loyalty Club members. We will be this Friday at 8.30 p.m. hosting a Patreon-exclusive live stream. You didn't forget that, did you, Connor? No. Nope. This Friday, I will be there at uh, 8.30. Guys, but in order... To join the club, 
you have to go on over to patreon.com slash DPN sports. If you'd like to check it out, we've left the link to the Dear Pats Nation Patreon page wherever and however you're listening or watching in the description. Connor, why don't we go to some of the live chat and see what they're just saying in general here? Alrighty. Uh, we have one here from Bunny Gaming, I like the name. It says, How true do you guys think that the Pats are in talks of trading for uh, Rodgers? I saw that on Twitter again today. I think we talked about this a little bit last night. Uh, 0.01%. The main guy that came out with it, I forget his name. Um, he Mo Channel Jr.? No, yeah, it was another guy. I forget what his name is, but he literally posted an image like of his own tweet as his source. So that's nice. like, the, I mean, you know, take that how you will. I, I, I agree, though, beyond like below zero percent. I, I don't believe it. He's the other Mo channel. OK, yeah. yeah so, OK, now I get the name. Yes. But yeah. So quoting himself as his source, I'm going to say that seems pretty legit. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, think. So <laughs> no, I one on source myself. Yeah, my shirt. <laughs> I am my source. My shirt came in today, but my nice. mugs didn't come in, so I'm a little disappointed. But yeah, I don't, I don't see any scenario that this happens. I know that we had a, a deeper conversation about this last week, and we talked about. I talked about specifically whether or not I wanted the Patriots to go out and make a move for Aaron Rodgers, and. There seems to be this under there's maybe misunderstanding among some Patriot fans that Green Bay would be okay with not taking a first round draft pick this year and just taking a couple next, you know, one next year and the one the year after. But they're going to know if the Patriots get Aaron Rodgers, there's a chance that they could be picking at 32 instead of 15 when you talk about following seasons. Yeah. I don't see any scenario this season that the Patriots can make a move for Aaron Rodgers. And if the Patriots do go out and actually draft their starting quarterback or their future quarterback, I should say, in the draft this year, I see zero chance of Aaron Rodgers coming to the New England Patriots. Yeah, I, I completely agree. That just doesn't make any sense, like you were saying. It just makes too much sense for him to stay in uh, Green Bay. Mm -hmm. And continue doing Jeopardy. That too. Uh, Mike Larry says, Pitts made Trask. I hope teams don't see Trask as a superhero QB. Ooh. Um, uh, I'm not a big fan of Trask either, but I don't think we have right. to worry about the Patriots going after Trask. Every mock draft I've seen has Pittsburgh taking Trask. Apparently, they're really into him. Hmm. Yeah. Well, no. If the Patriots are going to take one of the like second-tier quarterbacks, Kellen Mond is definitely my guy that I want. If they're not going to make a move up and get one of the top five and they're going to go with the second tier, I'm just going to keep saying Kellen Mond, Kellen Mond, Kellen Mond, Kellen Mond. And I'm, I'm basically pulling a Connor right now because I'm basing my whole love for Kellen Mond on, on Tyson and what, he, <laughs> what he told us about him. Well, welcome to my life, man, you know? Other sources. Other, Every, other, everyone other else. sources. <laughs> yeah, everyone else is my source on certain things, I guess. That's, that should be my new mug, other, pe other people's mm -hmm. sources. Mm -hmm. uh, Brett Gustaf Gustafson here says, uh, the first five picks will dictate how the draft flows. Definitely, definitely, man, because we don't know what's going to happen. I think everyone's in, in agreement that it's going to go quarterback, 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 because obviously the Jets traded away Sam Darnold and the 49ers aren't going to give up that type of draft capital to draft a tight end. Um, so it just all depends on who takes what, where. Then also, we've said a million times that 
number four with Atlanta. If they hold on to that pick, they're the wild card. They could draft a quarterback. They could not. It's going to be an interesting first five picks. San Francisco and Atlanta are going to dictate the draft to me for so many different reasons. We know, I think we know, what Jacksonville and New York are going to do. Yeah. So we have to assume when we get they get to number three that Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson will no longer be on the board. And now we're talking Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields. If the Patriots see all three of them equally, which I highly doubt, then it doesn't really matter what San Francisco does. But if their guy is, let's say, Mac Jones, and San Francisco takes Mac Jones, then I don't think it really matters what the four and five picks do or the sixth pick or the seventh pick or the eighth pick when it comes to the Patriots, Mm -hmm. when it comes to quarterbacks. I think the Patriots are then looking at, okay, who's available? Now, we have seen some things where – People have done some mock drafts where the Patriots have traded up to like 11 to get their hands on Kyle Pitts, mm. which I th- he could he could fall to 10 or 11. I know people are saying no, but when you look at the teams there, but now Carolina kind of changes things. But yeah, so who San Francisco takes is obviously the first piece to fall. Now, if they take Mac Jones, just say, for example, and Justin Fields and Trey Lance are still available, and one of those two guys are the Patriots' guy, then I could see Bill Belichick trading up to get one of those, with or trying to trade up with Atlanta, trying to get one of those two guys. But again, if they won't trade up, or, they, or Atlanta won't trade down, then they got to sit back and wait and see who Atlanta takes to see whether or not it's worth to trade number five with Cincinnati. And by that point, I think you're safer to actually trade up to number seven because we know that Cincinnati and Miami aren't going to take a quarterback. Miami was in the perfect position to draft a quarterback and trade it out. So we know they're not replacing Tua. So that's kind of the way it gets. You have to get ahead of Denver. We know Carolina is not going to take one. So that seven spot, which I think is Detroit, would be the spot to move up to. Yeah, yeah, seven, you know, it's going to be very interesting. Obviously, the, the comment was on the first five, but it's going to be interesting six through ten as well. Yeah, yeah there's, there's going to be a lot. A, a lot of reasons for the Patriots to watch, Patriots fans to watch, too. Like, it's not just if the Patriots uh, move up or stay. It's like whatever, whoever they pick. It's like you need to watch the beginning for anyone who doesn't. Like, I don't know anything about college, but I always watch at least day one. And I don't know who's good or I'm like, that person they said was good. <laughs> So, um, yeah, no, I think you should definitely watch the first several picks because that, like you said, is going to dictate what we do probably. All right, I'm going to go here to uh, Chevion. He says uh, Green Bay would have to send Rodgers out to die with no offensive line for him to even consider demanding a trade. He's retiring a Packer. That too. I, I expect him to stay and retire a Packer. I think he has about three or four more years left in him. Obviously, he's got a stacked offense out there. He's got Devontae Adams. Uh, they just re-signed Aaron Jones. They drafted A.J. Dillon early in the draft last season. They they have a good offense out there, and they just made it to the NFC Championship. I can't see him really wanting to leave. They still need to get him an offensive weapon. I believe they need to get him an offensive weapon. I don't think it's going to come down to being Aaron Rodgers' decision. It's going to all depend how f- quickly they want to get Jordan Love into the system. That too. 
that's the move I don't forget. They moved on from Brett Favre maybe a year or two too early to go with Aaron Rodgers. So there could come a time that they want to move on from Aaron Rodgers to go for Jordan Love. That whole almost that Bill Belichick approach of move on from a guy two years too early, then one year too late. We got to see. But I, I'm on the same page as Chevy though. I don't see a scenario where Aaron Rodgers isn't a Packer next year. Right. Yeah. As far as next year, I don't think so at all. Sarah, what do you think? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, especially after the season that he just had, it was like one of his better seasons in his entire career, but especially recently. So it would be kind of silly for them to move on. There's no harm in having their quarterback that they drafted last year, sitting behind Aaron Rodgers for a second year. It's not like the Jimmy Garoppolo situation where he had been sitting there for three, four years. So um, yeah, I think if the, if anything, he's definitely saying for next season, what happens after that, who knows, but I, I feel like he'll probably retire a Packer as well, but you never know. Things change so quickly in the NFL. So you, you never know. That is true as well. What I can tell you is if you would have said to me, I don't know, five years ago, one day, Tom Brady is not going to be a new England Patriot. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. And they said, guess which team? Tampa Bay would probably be my 30th pick. Yeah. Right? No, yeah, I know. Me, no, me too. The after, Jets and like yeah, after the After all the other teams, like I'd mm-hmm. be thinking about, I would literally be thinking about like every big market, the two LA teams. I'd be thinking about the, I'd be thinking about the Giants, the Jets. Can you imagine Brady playing in New York? The amount of mm-hmm. money that guy would make. Mm-hmm. Never yeah, would I pick the point. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So who knows what can really happen, right? Yeah, right. it, it's unpredictable in the NFL. We've seen that, especially this year, more than ever. Well, and I hope for Packers fans and Aaron Rodgers fans, I hope that you don't have to deal with the same thing that Brady and Patriots fans had to deal with. Like, I pray that you get your guy and he retires a Packer and you guys will have a happy ever after. Like, I hope you do. Well, th- with, that would be mean- one ring, though. Yeah. If, if things go according to how you want them as long, you know what I mean? Like, I oh, just. Yeah. If they're going to get with the pack or with the Patriots got, then they're going to have to trade Jordan Love. Oh, that's true. And, yeah. And move on from who they're perceiving as their future. And I don't know how Packer fans feel about Jordan Love. So you'll have to move on from Jordan Love and have pa- the Pat uh, Rogers for a couple of years and then be in quarterback purgatory. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess that wouldn't be terrible, but. <laughs> We'll see, though. We'll see. Uh, Alex Alex McHorry here says, if we go defense, I believe it will be D-line, interior, or MLB, middle linebacker. Hightower is not going to be around forever, and Kyle Van Noy is on a one-year deal. Yeah, that's exactly what we talked about at the beginning of the show as to why Mika Parsons would be you know, a, a good person to go out there and pick up. I don't disagree. I'd like to see them grab somebody on defense, but I, I don't know what's going to happen in the first round. They're also loaded in in picks. I think they have three fourth round picks and like between third and sixth, they're picking third rounds and sixth round. They're picking like six times or something. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if they don't go with like Amika Parsons or a linebacker. I really wouldn't mind seeing them go with like a pay. Uh, I like Barmore out of Alabama pay out of Michigan. Uh, I don't know if Michigan, I don't know if pay would fall to 15. I'd have to really go through the list. Uh, Barmore is good. Jalen Phillips is a good defensive lineman. I want them to find their next, like not the next, but like a Sam Donald or an Aaron Donald like player, not Sam Donald, Aaron Donald like player 
We really need the what the Patriots haven't had. I'm gonna say since Vince Wilfork, they had it a little bit with Danny Shelton. Uh, Adam Butler showed flashes of it, but who's the guy that's going to get the pressure up the middle? That's yep. what I want from the Patriots. Yeah, that'd be nice for them to go out there and get somebody like Vince Wilfork, who was just an absolute stud in the middle, and he he did it all for him. He got pressure on the quarterback. He batted footballs down. He absolutely stuffed the run. He just clogged the middle. I, I'd like to see him get somebody like that again if they could. So JRC4980 says, with the Falcons going to Fields Pro Day, is it the perfect time for the Patriots to talk about a trade? I think it's the perfect time for them to approach Atlanta and feel them out about how they feel about trading because we've heard the rumors that they're sort of thinking about it, not thinking about it, that type of deal. Whether or not it's the right time to make a trade, I don't know. Here's what I personally think is going to happen. I'm not saying this is what the Patriots are going to do or this is what Belichick's thinking. I'm just telling you, me thinking with no sources, what I think is going to happen. If the Patriots are going to make a move, they're not going to make a move until draft day. They're not going to make a move until they see what San Francisco does before they call to Atlanta. Could that bite them in the ass, though? And I've wondered that a lot. Could them waiting? Because we've been seeing so much draft movement with the Miami trade and then flipping with the Eagles. We never see that pre-draft. I'd be worried that if Atlanta goes to Fields Pro Day and don't like him, that they trade out with a team like Denver mm -hmm. who are looking for another quarterback. Well, and maybe it's like you said, if, if they're really if the Patriots, I mean, are really in on fields then maybe they will try to feel out um, the Falcons to just see how serious or not serious they are. And maybe they will do since they've been doing so many things that we haven't seen them do before. Maybe we will see a pre pre draft day trade who knows. But yeah, I do think that it depends on how serious they are about moving up for a quarterback or, or how serious they are about any of the quarterbacks that they could possibly get. And that'll be um, indicative of how aggressive they are in trying to get that guy. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he has a very poor second field day here with the Falcons <laughs> there. And um, Bill Belichick Jedi mind tricks him into not drafting him at, at four by telling him, wow, look how bad this guy is. I, I told you, Josh, we should never draft this guy. Anybody who draft him in the top five is insane. <laughs> well, did you hear? That was, I think, Pat McAvee's. That was Pat McAvee's conspiracy theory that all this stuff that you're hearing about Justin Fields' work ethic and all this stuff, which, by the way, is BS. Like, I'm, I'm not a big Justin Fields fan, but I'm an Ohio State fan, and I don't ever remember hearing anything about you know, last on, first off type of deal. That was all BS. And I, I think whoever reported it actually retracted it and said it was bad information. But Pat McAfee's like, what if it was Belichick? <laughs> yeah, it, what I if saw Belichick, that too. What if, he's like, what if it was Belichick? Like someone mentioned, like, yeah, this kid's got a bad work ethic. And yeah, he's <laughs> off-field problems. No one's going to want him. So every other GM's like, oh, man, oh, oh, man, I don't know if I want this guy. And then they're like, well, we'll trade up to four if nobody else wants them. Then I guess we can try to do something. With them, but, it's Bill's know. burner on his super cam. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Should we go? Are you going back to the chat? Ooh. How yeah, are we going? Yeah. I'm ready. All right. Yeah, go on. Yeah. All right. He says, uh, Rogers does not need a weapon. He's just a crybaby. <laughs> the Packers are trying to backdoor him. They're not making moves because Rogers contract. He's not even helping himself. He won't retire a Packer. Back to unpack here. Um, he, I'd like to say, a... though, he has the best weapon in the entire NFL. Yeah, in Adams. 
Yeah, I think he's the best wide receiver. They, they probably it's it's probably people are thinking because he has like one one of if not the top wide receiver in the game then like why does he need another person but i mean he, you can't rely on just one guy as mm-hmm. far as like a receiver like i get it like i am not a rogers fan i call him a crybaby i can't stand him 99% of the time so i understand what you're saying but on the other side i mean it can be understandable why do you call him a crybaby well just cuz um just i don't know i don't like the things that he says or how he like has thrown his team under the bus and just like i don't know like he complains too much for me and i don't know i just i like the like uh the the patriot way of things a lot more where you don't really hear about all the drama in the locker room or how players like super super feel like i just don't want to hear about it like i'm the most miserable eight no quarterback in football yeah, like, I, yeah, I just, I don't want to hear about like, oh, oh that you wasn't Aaron you... Rodgers who said that. That was well, Tom I'm just Brady saying. No, like... no, I saw you got off it quickly. Yes, yes, I saw. Yeah. That. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, is the guy talented? Yeah, but I'm just like, meh, like on have, him as I a guy. I have zero issue with it. I actually like how Kyle Van Noy does speak about how they, how they really feel in the dressing room. I mm. love, you know, there's what kills me is people are always like, we need athletes to say more. They don't say enough. You know, athletes give us nothing. It's the same cliche stuff. And then as soon as they say something, oh, he's a crybaby. Listen to him. Why is he throwing his team out of the boat? What do you want? Do you want the same? Do you really want the same BS all the time? Do you really want, yeah, you know, we just need to play better, strong better. That would be our podcast. <laughs> well, you know, the pay, you know, every team in the NFL needs to play better, coach better, do everything better. That's uh, usually my insight. Well, see you, and I, see you next week. I want to do. I, I do want to cr- clarify though that I'm. I have not been someone who's like. I want to hear more from them. Like that's not me. Like I'm like no. I want to hear less from you. Basically, I don't want to so hear about all you the problems. Are, you're a writer about the NFL who doesn't want to hear from the players. Well, uh, I, I I I don't know. Well, yes and no. I I I don't know. And now I'm on the spot. And now I'm like I don't know what to say. But yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I, I love when athletes are outspoken. That's why I love guys like, I, I mean, I'm not even a big fan of guys like Conor McGregor or Floyd Mayweather, who I'm a huge fan of. Well, Conor McGregor is a totally different situation. He he comes out and says things that I think the NFL would suspend him for. <laughs> okay. I, I, think, I, I think the NFL would be would would not allow it. And I love Conor McGregor. I think he's a riot. Yeah. But I'm saying I just love when guys, what was it Shannon Sharp, right? If, if his truck was broken down and mine wasn't, would I stop? No. I mean, mean, listen, we talked about, I don't know if if it was you and I, Connor, if I was by myself on no sources, but we got into a conversation about Rex Ryan. I think it was no sources. And somebody said, if Rex Ryan had Tom Brady, he would have won at least two Super Bowls. And I said, at least one with the teams that he brought to the AFC championship games. Yeah. They had had one of the best defenses in the NFL at that time. Like phenomenal. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. They were phenomenal on defense. Yeah. And imagine, and they had a good offense too, but they had Mark Sanchez as their quarterback. And I said, imagine if they did have Tom Brady, at least one, I said, he wouldn't have won a dynasty like six because Rex Ryan would have figured out a way to get in his own way. That's who Rex Ryan just, just too much, but no, I agree. I absolutely thought they would have won a Super Bowl. And then I said, the one thing I said though, is I'd never hated the jets. Like I hated them when Rex Ryan was the coach. Like, I didn't hate the Jets with Adam Gase. I didn't hate the Jets with, was it Bulls? You know what I mean? Like, I didn't hate yeah. these guys. I didn't like them because they're the Jets, but I didn't have that burning passion where when we when Rex Ryan was there, like when Wes Welker came out with the, you know, one foot forward, you know, <laughs> toe in the water. Yeah. Like, I loved those moments when he would say things like, oh, you know, I'm not here to kiss Belichick's rings or, Oh, Peyton would have watched the game and just taking those little shots at the Patriots. 
I loved to hate Rex Ryan. He made the rivalry between the Jets and the Patriots so much better again. And if every coach and player would do things like the Patriots, there would be no rivalries in the NFL. We wouldn't hate any player. Think about like um, Richard Sherman. Why does everybody hate Richard Sherman? And and people are going to go in the chat, and you guys are going to say, oh, because he's this, he's that, he's this. No, Richard Sherman said, you mad, bro? Mm. And Patriot fans hate him. Admit it. The Patriots lost. He got in Tom Brady's face after Tom Brady talks back to him, said, what's the matter? You mad, bro? And Patriot fans hated Richard Sherman and then fabricated all the reasons they didn't like him. But I love Richard Sherman. I've always loved Richard Sherman. Because do you remember after that San Francisco game when he was screaming about Crabtree? Mm-hmm. Iconic moments. Yeah. What did we want? Well, they played really hard. We played really hard. Like the NFL would suck if everybody acted like the Patriots. It really would. You wouldn't hate anybody. You wouldn't love anybody. It'd just be a boring robotic league. Well, you know what, Ray? No, I'm just kidding. When you put it like that, then yeah, I feel like I should just eat my words. And yeah, I should be taking his words back too. But yes, no, I mean, it makes it more interesting. The, I mean, I guess that the Patriots don't do it. Other teams do. So I guess we can enjoy that. I mean, we'll see. I mean, they were talking a little bit more last year, but I mean, they didn't really have the room to talk like smack talk other teams last year. So that wasn't going to happen. No, zero room. Yeah, exactly. It, hey, after, at least I after admitted week that. three, after mm-hmm. week three. Yeah. Think about even like when Kyle Van Noy said the honeymoon's over. Think about how much that enraged us. Mm-hmm. It just, and it caused so much more enjoyment in other areas. Like it just, it was more entertaining. I couldn't imagine if the robot, if the league was as robotic as the Patriots, we would not have a podcast. Yeah. We, well, we and when really Kyle would. Van Noy got re-signed by the Patriots, we would have had like no like 15 minute talk about Kyle Van Noy and the honeymoon's over. We wouldn't have had all of that moments, all those moments. True. And how Connor and I went from four months of bashing the guy to <laughs> forgiving him within half a second. Yes, and being like, we love it. He, the boogeymen are back. Welcome back, Kyle Van Noy. <laughs> so Glad Ross you says, keep your number. <laughs> <laughs> Ross says, recovering from Ken's Steakhouse. Do you guys know, or Connor, do you know Ken's Steakhouse? I am not familiar with it. No. Sounds okay. good, Me either. Though. Well, he's recovering from Ken's Steakhouse after treating his family. I'm happy you were there. Nice. We're in, we're in lockdown here. So first you guys threw Fenway in my face, and now you're <laughs> eating out at restaurants in steak my face. Steak and whiskey, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully I survived the amount of steak and whiskey I have ingested. Connor, has the FBI returned your message yet? Shades. No, they have not. How did mm-hmm. Byron do today? Sarah, when's the next article? So let's start with Connor. Has the FBI got back to you yet about the fantasy football trade? They haven't gotten back to me about any of the above. They haven't responded to the fantasy football trade. They haven't investigated anything into the Mass State Lottery and their refusal to allow me to win a million dollars. They've just been overall un- unresponsive. You need to contact someone else to investigate why the NFL or why the FBI is not investigating the things you ask them to investigate. I've reached out to the CIA as well. Okay. But they, they, they're, they're just as non-responsive. Why don't you just tweet directly at Biden? See if he'll, see if he'll help you. <laughs> Actually, I will. He, Actually, he, I would start with I'm Kamala. Going right up, I'm st- going right up the, the chain of commands. I, he might be busy. I'd start with Kamala. Yep. Okay. And, and then That's go fair. to, and then go, if you don't get anything back from her, then go. Uh, to I'll Joe. go to her. I'll go to her boss. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds You'll, good. You just tell you, I don't want to go over your, I don't want to go over your head <laughs> and go to Joe, but yeah. <laughs> Please That's say fair. that. Please That's say fair. that. 
Um, Bayern, Bayern won one nil today, but they got knocked out of the champions league quarterfinals because they lost on aggregates. Uh, they deserve, actually deserve to lose this game today in the first half. Neymar, who's the biggest flop in professional football or soccer. I think he's also the most overrated player in soccer. People put him on a pedestal that he's not. Mbappe is the best player on PSG. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, the Patriots deserve to get knocked out today. I just hate Neymar so much that I was so upset about him flopping around. He spent, uh, in a 90-minute game, he spent 87 minutes lying on the ground. <laughs> just drives me absolutely crazy. But now they're out of the quarterfinals, the defending champions. Uh, I guess they're no longer the defending champions. They can no longer have a title to defend. They were going to win the Bundesliga this year. They're going to win their league. But they've been knocked out of the German Cup. They've been knocked out of the Champions League. But they are the club world champions for the next four years. They won the two Super Cups this year. So they're still doing pretty good. They won six straight trophies uh, this season. They won six trophies this season. They're about to win, I believe it's their ninth straight league title, which is like in soccer, there's no playoffs in the regular league. You just win the league. Uh, so, you know, I can't complain. It's like it's like complaining that the Patriots went 7-9. and nine. You can't do it. Answer? Um um, when's my next article coming out? I don't know. Um, I haven't been writing anything. I have other stuff going on that I'm like trying to get done and whatever. So, um, other than the one I put out like a week or so ago, nothing's in the works right now. I hope the main man Dana was telling the truth when he says, yo, Ray, I'm Brazilian and I hate Neymar, man. He is what? Cause nice. Neymar is like a Brazilian hero, wow. Brazilian hero. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, Neymar just drives me absolutely crazy. I love when I talk soccer and the people, other people start talking soccer in here. Nice. And it says Ray Chelsea's a better club, but Munich has all my respect. Yeah. So I live by the ABCs of football, which is anybody but Chelsea, but I get nice. what you're saying. And I'll, I'll never forget uh, Drogba scoring the tying goal and then beating us in overtime. So in a, uh, in a penalty shootout actually for in the champions league in 2011, I believe. 2013, 2012, around that time. It's been a lot. The Bayern's been in a lot of Champions Leagues. Um, yeah. Ross did have another super chat, by the way, just in case you missed it. I, oh, did, boy. Miss, I did miss it. I apologize. Well, this is the time of oh, night where Ro Ross will keep coming with them. <laughs> Shades, are you recovering from hangover like me? No, the game was <laughs> yeah. on at 3 o'clock this afternoon, so for the first hour and a half, I had to, I was actually working. I just had it playing in front of me. And by working, I mean my laptop was open in case somebody emailed me or called me on MS mm -hmm. Teams, but I was watching the game. I paused it about six times to go out for cigarettes because I was pacing and stressing. I get way more, way more amped up when I watch uh, football than, than nice. uh, NFL. what you uh, sir or ma'am are on the wrong show well yes. i did see because people were coming for you about mika they're saying it's pronounced micah i'm gonna call mika if i want i really don't I mean, care hey, i'm just telling you what i saw in the mr chat. parsons mika yeah. parsons micah parsons micha parkins or parsons i don't care i, I mean really i don't, don't know parsons. i've not heard his name pronounced so and mbappe hey. and neymar is how, you, is how you say it. So I'll be good. You guys are on the wrong show if you don't want to hear me mispronounce names. I mean, that's why I'm here. Touche. Kinkato. 
What is this? He's answering the question, I think, like the name of the YouTube video. Like who you would want to draft or whatever, right? Isn't that? Oh. He's just listing people, I'm assuming. Otega Tulima. That's Connor did research on him. I did. That's a guy from uh, Hawaii. Hawaii that's never let up a sack or commit a penalty. <laughs> so I'm guessing these are all the people that he would be fine with them drafting in the first round instead of a quarterback. Yeah, and he's always got guys who Connor and I have no idea who they are. Yep. Or can pronounce. Because there Joe, are some tricky ones on here. Joe is a very is like a savant when it comes to like the draft. When he writes his articles for Vicarious Patriots, it's not like he writes like here's a seven round mock draft. He gets like deep into the he gets deep into like undrafted free agents. Is that his Twitter? Yes. The, oh, okay. I was like, he, he talks to me all the time. I didn't know. I thought he they had the same Twitter handle or whatever. So, so good to know. Stevenson is out of Oklahoma. He's got a draft grade of 6.11. A backup who could become a starter. Nice. He's a running back. Okay. That second name looked like Michael Strahan. I was like, what? <laughs> It is. He's, he's made him. He's declared. He's declared himself for the draft again. This yeah, year. he's. Yeah, he's coming back. Good for him. And it's Good not the him. April Fool's joke like his gap. Touché. He got me. He got me on that. Connor, when you look at this list, how many of those names do you know? I didn't know a single one. Not even I think, Tulima. I knew Tulima. Now that I see it, yeah, I remember Tulima. I, I, I looked like, him up, uh, but other than that, I don't know. I don't know Bar- Baron Browning, Joe Tyron. I'm all for it, though. If Joe thinks these are the people we should draft, I'm all for it. I like Trey McKitty because of his last name. Nice. So I'm all for it. McKitty, that's cool. Yeah, let's I'm go for Mr. Sure, McKitty. I'm pretty sure that he had, he's a tight end, I think, right? McKitty, I have no idea. I just think his last name is awesome. Trey McKitty is, I think he's a tight end. Yeah, he's a Georgia tight end. Let's nice. go. Connor did a player profiler for him. Yeah, I, oh, I'm, I'm sure I said if he catches the football and runs fast and blocks well, he's going to be good. But uh, if he drops the ball and and isn't able to block and protect the quarterback, he's going to be bad. Just to sum it up. Thank you, Joe. I'll have to look at your names a little bit more closely. Uh, Chevy on says, I want to see Lamar Jackson's development as a passer this year. Low key, he's a wild card of the AFC conference. If he improves, Baltimore will be a problem. 100%. If you go if you go back and watch any of the sportscaster news shows that I was on last year, which was every day basically over on Sportscaster, and we would talk about Lamar Jackson, I just kept saying that Baltimore needed to allow him to throw the football more and develop as a passing quarterback. With the amount of talent he has in his legs, with the type of athlete that he is, he could absolutely be a major, major, major not just a wild card problem in yeah. the in, in the AFC. And I don't like the fact that it's trying to have to go through Lamar Jackson if he develops and Patrick Mahomes year in and year out on top of having Joe Burrow and now Trevor Lawrence joining the division. I mean, the AFC, the NFC is getting weaker and weaker by the year. Mm-hmm. And right. the AFC is slowly becoming just this unstoppable force. Well, some people might say that's why Brady went to the NFC because he was scared. 
We'll see, man. We'll see. I, I also want to see, like you said, what happens with Lamar Jackson. He just needs to take that step forward as a passer. Or I think they're going to keep losing in the early rounds of the playoffs. But if he does, they're, they're going to be a problem. Joe Burrows is going to be great. Justin Herbert's going to be great. Patrick Mahomes already is. It, it's going to be scary in the AFC. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of players. And you guys all heard it here, too. Sarah said that Brady left the AFC because she was <laughs> to play. Yeah. You heard it. You heard you it. Heard you it. heard it. You heard Everyone it. on Twitter. I muted her microphone. Now she can't even defend herself. They're going to go just... wild. All right, guys. Lose no more mind. Super Chats. Super Chats. Everything is closed. Everything is closed. We missed a whole ad tonight. Oh, all right. no. we'll, we'll, we'll make up for it. It's it's not all right. We got to play the ad. Okay. okay. Let's Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. Support Deer Pats Nation in style by gearing yourself up with some DPN merchandise over at teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN. We have left the link in the description of this YouTube video and on the podcast. All right, guys, got to tell you about a couple of changes that are coming to Deer Pats Nation as we continue to work through things and figure things out. Number one, this is Connor's last show. He's fired. So long, guys. (laughs) Woohoo! I didn't. Uh, yep, yeah, there he's gone. He actually left. <laughs> he actually left. He he's didn't like, even. Oh wait, you said I'm gone. Okay. He didn't even take himself out. He just he actually left the show. I don't. I wonder he, if he's gonna come. I wonder if he's gonna come back. He xed out. He did x out. I wonder if he's gonna come back. Uh oh. <laughs> he was like, "Hey, you said the word. I was waiting on the edge for it, so he's out." I feel like he should be back already. I mean, he's not very quick when it comes to how to use the internet. Um, So he might be struggling a little bit. Um, (laughs) Maybe he did it accidentally. He's not even answering my FaceTime. Oh my gosh. He can't believe you embarrassed him live on air. All the people in the comments laughing. <laughs> Rip Connor. Connor was was legit kid. <laughs> he gone. Yeah. He didn't even answer my FaceTime. Connor straight up dipped. I know. He took it legitimately. Yeah, apparently. He didn't just shut his camera off. He literally X'd out of the window. <laughs> and doesn't realize he can just go back on Twitter and click a link and he's back. You know, he has to... um live up to the boomer name so there we go you didn't answer my facetime <laughs> my phone's over there i was oh, gonna hold geez. you i was holding you up to the mic so you guys gonna talk to you and say are you coming back oh <laughs> i didn't come back quick enough dude you were gone a long time i uh you went to the I bathroom tra- didn't you i did but i tried to sign out and then sign back in and i was like this is gonna take too long so what did everyone really- say well, they were, they were laughing. laughing. Yeah, well, Mike just said that uh, he got drafted to Tampa Bay Rays <laughs> too late. Yeah, they were just laughing that they that you took it seriously, and I was just saying you heard Hashtag the word free Carney. <laughs> yeah, buddy. yeah, you heard oh, wait, the we're word. Still, we're still on air. We're live. Yes, we are. <laughs> Marcus says, "Yeah, we are live." <laughs> 
Connor says, no more Connor uh, with Real Edenary, not your co-host, Ray. So you're no wow. longer my co-host. Damn, you guys are all throwing me under the bus real quick. You got beer. Oh, yeah. They they just... Yeah, Rip Connor. Connor just... Connor, just for, Connor for clab. Oh, <laughs> man. I should have never came back. They said you Dude were is taking legit. a mean number two. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, someone said uh, Connor was legit, kid. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Wow, it's nice anyone's ever said about me. No longer is. Oh, now it's kind of messed up. It's not Mm -hmm. as good. Oh, man. Okay, so anyways, okay, Connor's not fired. I said one little joke and he disappeared for... And now they're saying you're an imposter. (laughs) I don't even know what that that word means. Imposter? It means I'm fake, right? Yes. Well, it means that someone's like, like, you're not Connor. You're somebody pretending to be Connor. Yeah, they're impersonating you. I think there's mm. a game called Imposter, right? No, it's not called Imposter. It's called Yeah, no, you're you're an imposter in You're the an game. imposter in the game oh. and it is called <laughs> I don't even remember cuz I uh, Among Us, Among Us. Among Us. Yes, my kids wear Thank the shirts you. and stuff. Thank you for seal. Um Yeah, everybody just thinks it's hilarious that you just abandoned me and just left me. Nice. Or us us, I shouldn't say me, us. What what if I just never came back? And like, didn't answer my calls or anything like that. Just went off the face of the earth. I would have ripped a promo on you tomorrow, to be honest with you. Nice. <laughs> I would have ripped. A, I would have. I would have ripped. Contacted the FBI, the CIA, the Massachusetts State Lottery, and told them to ignore you yeah, completely no. for the rest of life. You guys never would have got any responses. I've dealt with them a lot. <laughs> yeah, but I would have. I would have just absolutely positively would have ripped the promo on you tomorrow. I would have wrote it too. I would have wrote the copy. I wouldn't have left it any of it up to chance. I don't even know what that means. I would have been like, I pulled this kid out of podcast purgatory. Him and his little Connor commentary gave him a platform, got him guaranteed money. Connor commentary. I miss you. He's just saying he would have had a scripted promo he wouldn't just be tossing off the top of his head dude you were paying to do connor commentary i brought you in to get paid that's true big changes all right so anyways the changes to the to the to the broad or to the the channel if i can get through this now without connor dipping to take a piss (laughs) is (laughs) Connor was ready to dip. He was just hovering the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said he waited for the word. He heard the word. So he was like, peace. And then he was out. Starting next week, Sarah is going to be doing some solo stuff on Dear Pat's Nation. Yeah, Woo-hoo. buddy. If I remember my days correctly, it'll be 7 o'clock on Tuesdays and 7 o'clock on Saturdays. I believe so, Yes. What that's going to look like is, I don't, we haven't 100% fit, we figured it out. We haven't 100% solidified it yet. So we'll let you know as this week goes on. So starting next Tuesday at seven o'clock, you can catch Sarah's solo gear talking about Patriots, maybe some other Boston sports. We don't know. You have to wait and see. When Sarah joined Dear Pat's Nation, we had big visions of her outgrowing us and moving on one day and leaving the little guys behind, but us making a whole lot of money first before she, you know, she left and dipped 
And by that is we want Sarah to really get that that highlight piece. And as we look at the Deer Pats Nation podcast, she's going to be reducing some of her time on the podcast at night so that she's able to do the stuff on her own. So Sarah will no longer be with us on Tuesdays or Thursdays, but Sarah will still be with us on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern time. So on Sunday at 7, we got Lawrence for Patriots Outsider. Tyson on Mondays and Sarah on Wednesdays and then Connor and I the rest of the time just, you know, talking our shit, doing our thing. McHomer Times, that's the name. McHomer Times. Times. The McHomer Times. Bruce. Dude, nice. that's a good name because I haven't like thought of like I was like, what am I gonna call this? That is a good name. Shout and out that's to very broad too, because then that doesn't like pigeonhole me to something that I have to talk about every single day. So Touché. Tyson can't be every day because Tyson has his own channel to run. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wouldn't have time to be with us every day. I like mm-hmm. Tyson. I wish he could be with us every day, but he can't. Yeah, buddy. Uh, the No Sources podcast will be once a week now, moving forward. Not every day anymore. I will be doing that on Thursdays. Will be the No Sources podcast because I need to reduce the amount of time that I am on the channel. A, you're all getting sick of seeing my face. B, on a day like today, if I would have done a No Sources, it would have been No Sources at seven, DPN at nine, Patreon at ten thirty. It gets it gets to be a lot. So need to reduce the time so I don't burn out. Having some fun. Want to just keep doing stuff. And we appreciate you all. Thanks to everybody who watched live on YouTube. Thanks to everybody who participated in the live chat. To those of you who are watching the replay, don't forget to hit that like button. Drop a comment. Thanks to all our new subscribers. Thanks to all the OGs who are here almost every single show. Thanks to everybody who's listening on the podcast and whatever platform you are using. We appreciate all the support from all our audience as we try to build a community of football and Patriot fans. Once again, we'd like to thank Manscaped for supporting Dear Pats Nation and helping us make this show possible. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code RAYROUTE, save yourself 20%, and get free shipping when you purchase your male grooming products from Manscaped. Connor, tell me about those Patriots. They're going to be legit, kid.